South Africa is alive with possibilities. I mean, who would have imagined a former president in jail? A sitting president sleeping on cash, literally. A cabinet minister visiting a common prisoner in jail. Or even the post office operating, even when they have nothing to do. Can you confirm that delivery performances dropped? Welcome to the new Sowetan Live podcast called Taking the Rams by the Horns with me, Rams Mabote. Each week, I will be taking a lighter look at very serious topics that half the time drive you up the wall. This podcast will use humor to take no prisoners, have no holy cows, and cook a whole lot of sacrificial lambs. Happy Monday and welcome to another episode of Taking the Rams by the Horns in partnership with Sowetan Live. My name is Rams Mabote. So, last Thursday's, on last Thursday's podcast, we previewed the State of the Nation address by President Cyril Ramaphosa. Uh, Songhez Ozibi and I predicted that the sauna would be a damn squib. Well, not quite. Except the fireworks was not in so much what he revealed. In fact, Ramaphosa revealed pretty nothing except the mooted appointment of a minister of electricity. But more about that later. As predicted, though, Sona started with the drama of the economic freedom fighters disrupting the president. Thank you, Honorable President. Honorable Malema, what is the point of order? You asked Mr. Ramaphosa to sit down first. I'm standing. No, when a point of order is called speaker, the speaker must sit down. You can't have two speakers standing at the same time. Please follow the procedure. Honorable, Honorable Malema. I'm rising on uh, Joint Rules 14S. And we can't both stand the speaker. Honorable Malema, I asked you. You said you have a point of order. Yes. And I said, what is the point of order? And I allowed you to go ahead. But please, Speaker, in terms of procedure, the President must sit down. I will order the President to sit down if I feel it is necessary for him to do so. It was downhill from there. And poor Speaker of the National Assembly, Nosiviyoma Pisa Ngakula, could not rein in the forces. I'm not allowing any more points of order. Honorable Malema, I'm not allowing you. Honorable Shivambu, I am not allowing you. Honorable Mawudwe, I am not allowing you. Honorable Josie, I am not allowing you to speak. Honorable Mkalipi, I will not allow you to speak. Honorable Tambo, I will not allow you to speak. Honorable Pambo, I will not allow you to speak. We now proceed with the debate of the House. Take your seat. Take your seat, Honorable Mdozi. Take your seat. There's no point of order. Take your seat. There is nothing out of order at all right now. There is absolutely nothing out of order right now. We proceed with the business of the House. You may continue, Mr. President. She did not allow them to speak. 
In fact, straight after, she chucked them out of her house with a little help from her friends from the parliamentary security guards. And so, the business of the sauna got underway a good 40 minutes or so late. I think by the time the president was completely miffed, he, he, he wouldn't be moved by anything else. I mean, and who wouldn't be? I mean, sauna to the president, by guys, it's, a, it's, it's his moment. He, he's like a child who's celebrating their birthday or a bride on her wedding day. It's about him and no one is supposed to take the shine from him, especially when he has invited family, friends from all corners of the world, as well as celebrities whom he was looking forward to mentioning in his speech. And when he finally got going, he was in no mood to please. He had a hammer in his hand and everything on site was a nail, including his own guests. He started by throwing shade at his guest of honor and one of his predecessors. In what clearly looked like a response to and derision of the famous Mbeki's 1996 I'm an African speech, Ramaphosa dismissed all the poetry of Tabo Mbeki's about the trees and mountains and glades and seas and minerals. The mountains and the glades, the rivers, the deserts, the trees, the flowers, the seas, and the ever-changing seasons that define the face of our native land. Crap, Ramaphosa thought. We are not made of such. We are not a nation defined by the oceans and the rivers that form the boundaries of our land. We are not defined by the minerals under our earth or the spectacular landscape above it. We are not even defined by the languages. He was like, it's my party and I'm going to have the last say here. And none of you is going to tell me nothing. The battle lines were drawn. The EFF and that unknown leader of the equally unknown African transformation movement were out of the room. Ramaphosa did not have enemies in the room. He decided to create new ones. You see, I do not really care who's right or wrong between Mbeki and Ramaphosa. South Africa is in so much trouble. No amount of poetry or exaggerated hope and tenacity is going to convince me that this is kumbaya. But I thought it was discourteous of Ramaphosa. You cannot invite someone as your special guest and then start throwing shade at them. I mean, that was pure shade, guys. It was like schoolgirl street fight. The irony was lost on the president, though. This was the same man who seven years ago when he was called to replace Jacob Zuma, he got us all in a frenzy quoting from song. I want to be there when the people start to turn it around, when they triumph over poverty. I want to be there when the people win the battle against AIDS. I want to lend a hand. I want to be there for the alcoholic. I want to be there for the drug addict. I want to be there for the victims of violence and abuse. I want to lend a hand. Send me. I guess he, he got tired of the alcoholics and the drug addicts and the victims of violence and abuse, right? But it was not only Mbeki he attacked in his speech. 
Ramaphosa also went for his friends who only a day earlier had invited him to that extravaganza called the Mining Indaba. After standing on their stage, enjoying the limelight, and maybe even whining and dining with them, Ramaphosa went to his sauna and told the mining magnates, Bugger you. We are not a nation defined by minerals under our earth. What the fricadelle? I could hear the mining bosses murmur under their breaths. I mean, these are the guys that are always accused of being the president's benefactors and handlers. Now he stands on the podium with the whole world watching, well, except EFF, that is, and tells them to go fly a kite. Wow. And once everyone had gotten the hint of who is boss, Ramaphosa got down to business. And as long as Ozibi had predict, predicted, the only elephant in the room was energy, electricity to be precise, or shall we say, the lack of it. Ramaphosa had a solution at last. He was going to reverse all the mess his party had created for the past 15 years, and he was going to, in the voice of Barry White, bring back our yesterday. Can't do that voice. First, he declared a state of disaster on the state of disaster we're already in. Big deal. Remember what happened last time we had a state of disaster? We found ourselves in digital vibes where we couldn't zoll and we were told to sleep at 9 p.m. And while we were still trying to hide the national purses under our mattresses, boom, Ramaphosa announced that he would be appointing a new minister of electricity. None of us were ready for this. It turns out not even his own cabinet was, not least Minister Gwede Mantashe, who told the Sunday Times that he was shocked to hear about the news of this ministry, which he called the minister a project manager. <laughs> wow. Two cars and two houses, I'm sure. It goes without saying that all of us were shocked and dismayed about this appointment, and none of us could fathom what this minister was supposed to achieve, that Mantashe, as well as the ESCOM board and management, could not achieve by now. Thank God, though, for the ANC Secretary General Fikile Mbalula, the man with the gift of the gab. In an interview with ENCA, the day after the sauna, he laid our concerns to rest. We support electricity minister uh, to deal with the package of uh, crisis intervention. We may, you may say we are wrong uh, in relation to that and so on, but we think that it is most effective. Disaster management, minister on top, not deputy minister, and uh, deal with the re reversing load shedding, energy crisis, energy security. That's what is going to happen uh, here. So by the time load shedding is dealt with and dealt a blow, uh, we will be probably at the point where uh, the entire ESCOM is reconfigured in a way that the conference have agreed. But uh, we can't wait for that moment. It's going to take longer. Uh, at the present moment, we deal with a crisis and we need to move with speed. Intervention, it's an emergency. And that is what is important. There you have it. Load shedding is in trouble. Who needs Casey and Jojo when we can listen to such discords every day? But this did not go too far into pacifying South Africa. South Africans came out from every nook and cranny and pondered that if we could have a Minister of Electricity, why the President did not go the whole Angola? 
and appoint ministers of corruption, potholes, traffic lights, and service delivery, among others. I mean, we know that other than the scarcity of lights, there is no preponderance of good governance and honest politicians. There is a stampede of potholes. The traffic lights are not only dysfunctional, some have gone on a walkabout, and service delivery is as rare as black people in Cape Town. When the weekend had come and gone, the president had realized that he was impolite and he sent his Dr. Goebbels to clean up the mess. And presidential spokesman Vincent Maguena did not disappoint. He apologized on behalf of the boss. We can never attempt to counter the beautiful description that former President Mbeki gave. What the president was seeking to communicate is that in the time of this enormous crisis, we shouldn't despair because over and above the natural endowments that we are blessed with as a country, be it rivers, be it oceans, we are also a nation that is defined by resilience and hope. So there was nothing whatsoever that was aimed at discounting those beautiful poetic words that former President Mbeki once uh, uh, delivered. For that, we apologize if we've caused any confusion. I don't expect everyone to believe this apology, except the, especially the part where uh, you know Vincent uh, say, uh, seeks to praise Mbeki's poetic attributes. But you got to give it to Ramaphosa. Unlike Mbeki, he knows how to apologize quickly. If it were Mbeki, he would have waited a decade before apologizing, like he did with load shedding. <laughs> now it is left to Ramaphosa and Balula to clean up where Mbeki messed up. And that, folks, was all she wrote for today. Be sure to catch my next installment of Taking the Rams by the Horns on Thursday. Be nice, though. Don't enjoy alone. As Lee Oscar once said, now that you feel so good, Tell everybody, puff and pass. After all, sharing is caring. Also, please subscribe to this podcast and follow us on Twitter at Rams by the Horns and at Sowetin Live. From me, Rams Mabote, goodbye and God bless.